Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Oprah and The Rock who are getting some heat this morning. <laughs> yeah, they are. They uh, thought, I'm sure, they were doing a great thing when they teamed up to ask people to donate to Maui uh, for wildlife relief, for the wildfire relief. They even kicked off the fundraiser by dropping $10 million into the pot, which is a good chunk of change. But, you know, when you're talking Oprah and The Rock, that's a penny or two to you and me. That didn't even occur to me. I mean, I, I understand that's true, but I didn't, never had that thought. I mean, imagine you and I. Going on television yes, and saying, please donate to this amazing cause. We've given it 14 cents. Yeah. We're kicking it off with a 14 cent donation. Right. <laughs> and and we're asking people who have even less than we do. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I get your point. You know what I mean? So, and a lot of people are getting that point. They think it's ridiculous for them to ask normal people to donate, especially in this economy when those two could give so much more and people are being very vocal about it. I mean, Oprah's a billionaire, two and a half times over. So $5 million to her. So this is, so here are some of the comments on her Instagram. You have billions. You could donate $100 million and still be as wealthy as before donating. You give the money. 10 million is 0.5% of 2 billion. You want my 0.5%? Here comes $16. I gave it to you post tax. Okay, stop right there. Yeah. I think Oprah would be fine with that. Yeah, I do too. If that's all you can afford, every little bit helps. A million dollars gives a million people give $16. Yes. Right. It adds up. So <laughs> This should be a private message between you and your billionaire mates. It's so outrageous that you are pleading for money. Girlfriend, it would take me almost 20 years to make the amount of money you did just today. You do it. We're struggling over here. Now, The Rock is worth about $300 million. His blowback included this comment. Dig in those deep pockets, Rock. You got this. Maui will thank you. Yeah, well... I don't know. I, you know, they they say, I think they're usually pretty good at saying, give if you can yeah. or, or give what you can. Right. And if and if what you can give is nothing, then okay. Do you think they would have been better served to not say that they started it with $10 million if people just didn't know how much well, they gave? if they didn't, then people would say, well, what are you putting in? Yeah. So they probably so you really had to can't say- win. They had so to say I'm something. Sure, they had somebody, a whole group of people that were sitting around, experts in this arena, who came up with the dollar amount that they should give. Right. To make it sound good. Yeah. Wait, I got to put in what? <laughs> what is the total dollar amount that they're estimating need they need to rebuild that part of Maui? Uh, that's a good question. Have you heard? I have to look that up. Yeah. All right. How much? How much do they need? And could The Rock and Oprah alone easily afford it? Yeah, what's the goal there? <laughs> All right, well, I'll get back to you on that. Plus, uh, the Jonas Brothers 
one Jonas brother is back on the market. More E! News next. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Yeah, so Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner have called it quits. Yeah, we... After four years of marriage. Coming, there were rumors afloating. Yeah, Joe filed yesterday. But according to a source, he didn't really want to. Yeah, I mean, you you think back of the, the Jonas Brothers and remember how innocent they were and their purity rings and you imagine them to be young men who take their vows very seriously and are right. going to do everything in their power to stay married once they're married so i would guess that yeah this is probably pretty tough for him yeah and i guess he tried to salvage it uh his filing claims the marriage is irretrievably broken they share two daughters ages three and one Little. Oh. He's asking for joint custody and says the kids have been living with him lately in Miami and on tour with the Jonas Brothers. That's a lot of work. I, I'm sure he has plenty of help, but my single parenting a one and three year old. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, it's unclear why they're getting a divorce. One source says Joe and Sophie just have had so many disagreements. Another says they have, they live very different lifestyles and alleges that Sophie loves to party and Joe's like a big homebody. Yeah. Last year, Sophie said she missed England and was going to drag Joe back so she could be near her family and friends for her mental health. Yeah. And that too, like once you have children, that's when all of a sudden, if you're living far away from your family, you sure to wish they were closer. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. I, feel, I feel bad for them. I do, too. I do, too. It's hard to party when you got little ones like that. Right. <laughs> Believe me, I learned quick that I just couldn't anymore. Because every time I would come home a little lit and just wanting to pass out, that's when he'd wake up and be up all night. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's when something would happen and I'd be like, oh, God. Yeah. Zero, there was no time to sleep it off. No. It just wasn't worth it. Mm-mm. Okay. Here is a new take on the writer's strike from Bill Maher. Oh, okay. His club random podcasts are getting pretty interesting. Um, he is basically saying the striking writers aren't owed a living. He said they're asking for a lot of things that are like kooky. So what I find objectionable about the philosophy of the strike is they kind of believe that you're owed a living as a writer and you're not. This is show business. This or, this is the make or miss league. He added, quote, I feel for my writers. I love my writers. I'm one of my writers. But there's a big other side to it. And a lot of people are being hurt besides them. A lot of people who don't make as much money as them. And he added that this is a bad time to strike because streamers have tons of stuff in the pipeline and we're already looking for a reason to slow down production so they don't have any incentive to come to the table. Well, he's right about that. They don't have any incentive to come back to the table. But, you know, I I don't... He's... uh, I think he's mischaracterizing. He's misrepresenting the writer's position. So, you know, fundamentally, I just... uh, I I think he's off base. 
nobody it, nobody is demanding that these companies provide them with a living. They're saying, if you want me to do this, then this is what you're going to have to pay us. Otherwise, we can't do it anymore. And you're on your own. Yeah. And they don't seem to really care that they're on their own. <laughs> it's, it's like, what if those? Yeah. Eh, well, long? Phil Rosenthal said something about that, too. He said, you know, part of that problem is that the people running these companies are not entertainers. Like, they're not in the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. They're they're business people. They're CEOs. So they don't. They're not creatives. Right. They don't understand the creative value. They there. don't get it at all. Right. Unless they were maybe forced to sit down and try to do it themselves. You think it looks so easy? Okay. You write a sitcom. Go. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they seem to think they can get the same result through AI. Sure. So I I get that too. Yeah. Um, I wonder how long it'll go. Right. So Beyonce is just tearing it up on her Renaissance tour. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Swift's Eras tour seems to have no end in sight. I mean, seriously. I mean, we've got our, the show in Indy is next November, November 2024. Right. And I mean, you know, tickets have already been sold out for that. So she's going to, that's a long tour. I mean, how long do tours usually last? Do they go two years? I feel like a year, maybe two when they include the uh, overseas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bands like the Rolling Stones would go on long tours like that just because. I, like they just they love being on the road. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lifestyle of them. But seriously, the international portion of Taylor's tour starts in November, and then it comes back to the U.S. next October. So, how do the two tours stack up? Bay and Tay. Here are the numbers, at least so far. Total number of tour dates: Beyonce fifty six, Taylor one hundred forty six. Oh boy, dates. All right, average show runtime. Beyonce is putting out two and a half hours. Taylor, three hours, 23 minutes. Wow. Average number of songs performed. Beyonce's doing 35. Taylor's doing 46. Wow. How many costume changes? Beyonce does nine. Taylor does 16. Number of outfits worn so far. Beyonce's uh, Beyonce's Renaissance Tour, 100 plus. Taylor's, 44. Uh, Longest ovation. That's the thing about Beyonce's tours. There aren't really breaks for cheering, but Blue Ivy gets a healthy round of applause when she dances. Uh Um, But the longest ovation for Taylor's eight minutes after a performance of Champagne Problems in Los Angeles. Wow. Uh, now, Beyonce's got more backup dancers than Taylor does. Beyonce's got 23. Taylor's got 16. Uh, Beyonce has no opening acts. Taylor has had 10. Uh, number of surprise guests. Beyonce, 15. Taylor, 5. Number of mishaps. Beyonce has had one. Remember that malfunctioning giant flying horse? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Taylor, however, has had seven. Like when Taylor swallowed a bug in Chicago. Yeah, I remember, remember the that, bug. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. But whenever Taylor has a mishap, it's always adorable. 
It is. That's true. Uh, you know, especially she, with she the way she it handles well. it. Yeah. yeah. You know, Beyonce just gets pissed. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. In a nutshell. Yeah. Wow. That's the difference. I remember at the beginning of the, the summer, was it the spring, that there were all of the these stories about these two amazing artists are going to be both doing huge shows this summer. How is it going to play out? Yeah. And now we're kind of seeing, we're seeing it. it. Yeah. Yeah. They're I've both seen, doing okay. I've seen Beyonce. She's awesome. I have not seen Taylor Swift. Yeah. You going to go see the movie? Eh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I got tickets. I was surprised. I, you know, I, I rushed on because I had the, all this hype. You know, you got to, it's going to sell out. You got to see them. And I got on there and the whole theater had available seats for yeah. every showing that I was looking for. So I don't know if it's just in so many theaters that there are tons of tickets available. But yeah. Speaking of Beyonce. I guess Timothy Chalamet went to her show at SoFi Stadium in L.A. Did you hear about this? Yeah. This all, yeah. So Timothy Chalamet has officially entered the I'll smoke anywhere I damn well please phase of his career. Because <laughs> on Monday night, he hit up Beyonce's show at SoFi Stadium with Kylie Jenner, and he lit up a cigarette right there at his seat. That's... Didn't even try to hide it. My God. And you got to like, so SoFi Stadium bill, bills itself as a drug-free and smoke-free environment. They don't even allow vaping or chewing tobacco. Mm. Unless, of course, you're Timothy freaking Chalamet. Well, that's kind of, it's interesting to watch because I, I immediately think of John Mellencamp when I went to his show at the Aronoff. And he's very, I mean, he's smoking right there on stage. Yeah. In the theater. By the way, that whole, Timothy Chalamet and Kylie, that was kind of a public coming out for them. Yeah, we've been hearing some rumblings, but it's officially game on now. But things could have gotten weird because Kylie's ex, Travis Scott, was at the show, too. I mean, you're going to run into your ex. Yeah. You know, they, you think L.A.'s a big city? It's not that big. No, not when you're... Small town. Not when you're in the elite. I lived in New York City for three years. Mm-hmm. City of eight million people. I ran into the same people all the time. Yeah. Now, you could argue I was hanging out in the same neighborhoods, but still. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big city. It is. It is. It's big. So Stephen King, master of horror. See, he's created some of the most iconic pop culture villains of all time, and he's terrorized millions of people. Love Stephen King. Right. But this is funny. At one point in his life, he was so obsessed with the song Mambo Number no. 5. Remember that? Mambo Number no. 5. Love that song. Lou Vega, right? Yeah. (laughs) It almost destroyed his marriage. He said, I had the dance mix. I loved those extended play things. And I played both sides of it. And one of them was just total instrumental. And I played that thing until my wife just said, one more time and I'm going to effing leave you. Oh, is that what I got to (laughs) do? That's all it takes. That's all I got to (laughs) do? When he was working, this is when he was working on his 2011 novel, 112263. Guess he likes to listen to instrumental stuff while he's writing. That lyrics are a challenge. He said, if you tried to write and listen to Leonard Cohen, how the F would you do that? Because you'd have to listen to the words and you'd have to listen to what he's saying, and that takes you out of your right, you know, out of your flow. So no, it's interesting. That is interesting, isn't it? That is a great song. Play that one more time and I'm yes. leaving you. <laughs> oh dear, don't. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Swear? Yeah. Promise. Uh, Peyton and Eli Manning are ready for another season of Manning Cast, their Monday Night Football commentary simulcast. 
they cut a funny promo that features several celebrities in sports and entertainment. They spoof auditioning people for for a third host to join the show. So listen for, pay attention, hear Mike Tyson and a great final bit with Tom Brady. I'm Jared Goff, quarterback, here to audition. So Jared, how excited are you about the opportunity to be on the most popular show on television? Isn't this for the Manicast? I'm just here because your guys have the most punchable faith in the history of punching faces. Wow, Reese Witherspoon. I mean, we're honored you'd even consider auditioning for the Manning cast. Manning what? Uh, no, I was calling to bundle my home and auto. Aren't you the insurance guy? Well, we tried our best. Guess it's just the two of us again this season. Unless there's someone on that list who is just perfect for the job. Not on this list. Nope. I didn't get the Manning cast job. I guess I'll just come back and play football again. <laughs> Cute. Tom Brady cameo there. Yeah, those Manning brothers are great. Well, it begins this Monday night when the Jets host the Bills. There you have it. That is your latest E-News. Q. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com surgery has an art steve how you doing hey doing great doing Doing real good excellent (laughs) good Good to hear from you, Steve. We'd like to send you to go play with some Legos at Brictionary. Got four tickets for you. Just tell us which one of these headlines is the real one, is it, eh? Walmart customer throws jars of pickles at cashier who refused her expired coupons. Is it be a drunk guy through Snickers bars at Walgreens clerks because they wouldn't sell him cigarettes? Or C, woman throws dog turns at neighbor who walked on her lawn. I'm going to say C. Nope, not turds today. Believe it or not, we have a winner that is not poop-related. The real one is actually the Snickers bars over the cigarettes. Man. I know. Yeah, this man was locked up for assault with a delicious weapon. 23-year-old man in Florida arrested after assaulting a couple of Walgreens employees early Monday morning. Walked in about 1.20 a.m. because he wanted to smoke. He had some cigarettes. Workers refused. No, you got to get out of here. And I, I don't know, uh, not 100% sure why he was denied, but he was hammered. So that probably had something to do with it. The guy was furious, started throwing Snickers bars at the employees, struck a female worker in the face, mm. and a male worker hit in the chest. Neither employee was injured by the Snickers bars. They, I'm assuming they were the full-size Snicker bars. They are right there. Easy no. to grab, and easy boom. to throw. And, and that would hurt if it hit you just right in the Heck right yeah. place. Yeah, that's they could cause an injury. Nougat's got some weight to it. They, it you're not kidding. There is some weight in that snicker. <laughs> Man was charged <laughs> with two counts of misdemeanor battery. Was later released after posting a $1,000 bond, which these days, that's enough to buy 500 Snickers bars, you know. Mm. Or like 10 packs of cigarettes. Just saying. You know, it still fascinates me that drugstores sell cigarettes. 
you know, you're going to the pharmacy right. to pick up, you know, to pick up things to make you healthy. And as you're checking out, there's like the killer behind mm-hmm. the counter. Listen, I remember back in the day when the guy at the drugstore smoked. He'd right. Be like smoking behind the counter. Yes. I can remember sitting in the doctor's office and it would be packed. All these old people. We lived in a small town and there weren't a ton of doctors there, right? So you're sitting in this old, dingy office, this waiting area, and there's ashtrays everywhere and people in their 70s just sitting there chain smoking, waiting to go back and see the doctor. Yeah. It's unimaginable now, isn't it? I know. I think CVS, they've eliminated Did they stop selling them? I think they did. They're one of the few. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, coming up next... Hey, ino- what's, is it the right word? Inaugurate? Inaugural. Well, yesterday was the inaugural. Okay. So can, mean, can we inaugurate a second can, member? I don't th- Does I think. Does each it's member a- get their own inauguration? <laughs> I don't know. Q. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Now, more of the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. More of the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. Uh, did you say one? One, yeah. One, one? Okay. So... The Q102 Jeff and Jen Best Friends Club kicked off yesterday for Jeff and Jen super fans. The JJBFC. And there's a few of them out there. So if you'd like to join our Jeff and Jen Best Friends Club, well, why would I want to? Well, you get a, <laughs> you get a phone call from us live on the radio. And that alone. Where? Well, I, what I was going to say was <laughs> where it would be all about you. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Yeah. In- inter- introduce you to the other fans. and yes. Get to know you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Set you up with the limited edition Jeff and Jen jersey, which is only offered to Jeff and Jen Best Friends Club members. That's right. You jersey is pretty cool. Can't buy them in stores. Nope. Uh, you would get an on-demand song request of your choice. On demand. And, uh, yeah, we you know throw you up on social media. So if you're looking for absolute privacy, this is not the club for you. Because yep. we, we kind of put you out there. Yep. And we want to introduce you to today's new member of the Jeff and Jen Best Friends Club. Ladies and gentlemen, say hi to Gretchen Carroll. How are you? Hey, Gretchen. I'm good. I'm excited. Yeah, good morning. Welcome to the club. Well, thank you. I'm not going to say what street you live on, but I almost bought a house on your street a few years ago. Oh, it might have been been our house because we haven't lived here that long. Oh, yeah? Oh, look at that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's nice to, you know, I've seen your name before. I know I've seen you register for, uh, oh gosh, the uh, listener appreciation. Okay. Uh, she works at Cincinnati Children's. Oh, very nice. What do you do there? I have a cool 
school job. So I work with kids that have developmental disabilities because of medical conditions. And then I evaluate them in the hospital. And then I go out to the schools and help them get the interventions that they need. Oh, that is fantastic. Yes, I think, Jen, you and our lives overlap quite a bit. I think you're probably right. I bet we know some of the same people. Yes, well, you (laughs) had my friends on yesterday because I work with um, children with Down syndrome and you had the DSHEC on for the body walk. Yep, there you go. There you go. Well, thank you for what you do. Your families yeah, like it's, mine. It's a unique job. It's a, it's a great job. Yeah. It's a great job. And you should have mentioned, Jeff, that we are the number one hospital. I think you forgot <laughs> to say that. Oh, it does have, <laughs> yeah, at, at the country. number one Cincinnati <laughs> yeah. Children's Hospital. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it says here, uh, I, I could live happily on tomatoes, Swedish fish, and white wine. You know, it's not yeah, my list, could. but I could too. <laughs> I could. I uh, could. Well, have you guys talked about girl dinner on the show? You probably have. Girl dinner? Tell me about it. I don't it. know. So it's, a, it's a thing that's on TikTok all over the place. It's just, you know, that there are a lot of people that if they didn't have to feed others or didn't have partners, mm. they would have dinners like Swedish right. fish, tomatoes, and white wine. There you go. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. She loves Michigan State, Clemson, and FCC, but... I have to watch the game standing up or pacing for the teams to win. Sparty on, Gretchen. <laughs> yes. Well, Tim, I, I, I think that you, you, don't you also root for the correct Michigan I football do. team? My parents both yes. are Michigan State. The correct yes, Michigan. same. Yeah. It's funny. Same. Yes. Uh, it says here you lived in Hong Kong for a portion of your childhood. Really? Interesting. Yes, my dad is a retired Episcopal priest, so we lived in a lot of places when he was um, a young priest kind of going from parish to parish. So when I was young, like four or five, six, we were in Hong Kong. Really? Did Which you live cool. in other places throughout the world? Um, we lived in England for a little bit, mostly um, New Hampshire, Michigan for the most of my childhood. Wow. Also Iowa, and now they're in Connecticut. Can yeah. you can you count to 10 in Cantonese? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. But remember, I learned this as a four or five year old. So if there's any true Cantonese listeners, that's okay. Just do your pronunciation may not be great. Do your trust me. There's always one who's got a way in, (laughs) but that's okay. Just give it your best shot. Okay. Ya e sam se look cha pa gao sa. See, that's pretty good. I I mean, for all I know, she could have butchered it, but it sounded pretty impressive to me. I it's funny. I was watching uh, I was watching a, a, a movie in Japanese, a Japanese movie with American subtitles, obviously. Uh, but I was just noticing how it, you have you know because they read characters, right? Sure. But the numbers are the same numbers we read. You know that yeah. like their numbers are uh, that would be impossible for me to grasp. You think so? Yeah. Reading and writing Japanese like or Chinese characters, mm-hmm. I think would be really difficult. Hmm. Well, I think it's funny that that has stayed in my head for my whole life for yeah. no random reason. So it must have been how I learned it was like a song. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly like that. And my brother and I used to kind of sing song it and exaggerate it. So I'm, I'm sure if I called him, he lives in Maine, he would be able to do it too. That's yeah. the key. But, uh, you know, the, one of the questions on the forum here says, uh, what makes you such a big Jeff and Jen fan? And Gretchen said, well, it's like an extended family in a bizarre way. Uh, 
I'm in a second marriage with a travel-loving foodie like Jeff. Mm-hmm. My entire career has been working with children with developmental disabilities, which she relates Near to Near and dear you. to my heart. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a list-making, over-functioning mom. Kind of like Fritz. <laughs> <laughs> and grew up in Michigan. Go Spartans, Tim. So she feels a connection to all four of us in different ways, what which I think know? is really neat. Well, and that's 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 what makes her a super fan. You're the ideal candidate yes. for the Jeff and Jen Best Friends Club. You've been chosen. Oh. Well, thank you. I think lots of your listeners feel that way. I think that's why you have you're so popular because oh. you touch people in different ways with different aspects of your lives, your personalities. So I'm sure I'm not alone. That's great. Thank you. Well, what Post Malone song do you want to hear today? Well, you already played Chemical, so can I change my, um, can you play the new Miley Cyrus song? I love that one. Do you? You know, I think. Flowers or the other one? No, the brand new one. Oh, the brand, brand new one. Yeah. Was it some, the young, young. Used to be young. young. Used to be young. There you go. I like it too. At first I was like, oh God, a ballad, not something slow. But then listening to the lyrics, I kind of feel like yeah, it's, I think it's, do you know what I feel like? I think it's this generation's Landslide by Stevie Nicks. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. exactly it's what kind it is. kind of a cool song. Yeah, I agree. And I'll play it back to back with David Kushner's Daylight. No, you no, will I not. No, I won't. I won't. I'm kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> we'll pick it back I'll up. I'll play that later. <laughs> All right. But for you, you're in the best friend club now. And if you if this is what you want, you can have That's it. right. It's official. Well, I would have said chemical, but you played it like three songs ago. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, that's good. Good flow. There, yes, Gretchen. I like it. All right. I, I well, do could, need to talk to her after. So, right. congratulations, Gretchen. We love you. We really do well, thank appreciate you, thank you. you. And thank we're so you. glad you're part of our very small club of two people. <laughs> thank you. I would like to be the secretary. Yeah, okay. oh, all right. Look at that. See? Here we um, go. <laughs> it's, it's just you and Kathy. Good, because Fritch is off this week. So, we need some help. Yeah, that's true. In that department. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to put you on hold because Tim needs to talk to you and then we'll let you get to work because we made you late. Thanks. All right, hang on. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. show is brought to you by ikea day nice a have there's a message here but you have to assemble it ikea now more jeff and jen ikea's come out with some fancier high-end stuff that's a little more expensive oh, yeah? noticed, have you i haven't i haven't been shopping there i didn't know yeah what what have you seen uh, just more expensive versions of the same crap they're selling now. Okay. A higher grade of fake wood? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> it's real wood. They have their own forest. Oh, okay. It's just pressed wood. Gotcha. Right. <laughs> no, listen, I mean, I'm knocking them, but I actually bought a lot of stuff for my kid. Same. I know that you had to put together. How'd that go? Well, it's interesting IKEA furniture lasts for as long as how well you put it together. Amen. That is that's so true. So if you got someone who 
knows what they're doing and does a good job at assembling, I think that thing will last you forever. Mm -hmm. I built our entire kitchen. I had to construct every cabinet, every pulley, every lever. Look at you. Took a week. And but you that did was it. one of our fi- our favorite kitchens we've ever done was huh. that IKEA kitchen. And they all like like maybe in five years you don't like that color anymore. You can yeah. replace the front of all of them. Oh wow! And the back stays the same, so you can like update your kitchen without spending a fortune pile of money. Huh? Did you know that when you buy a house in Italy, the kitchen does not come with it. They take their kitchens with them. They take everything. They take the cabinetry. They take the appliances. Now. That's just kind of weird because, I mean, the place they're moving into is probably not going to have the exact same space. Layout, but, yeah. they, but they're often sold in pieces. Okay. And, I mean, you can negotiate if you want, if you like the kitchen. It's going to cost you extra. It. Yeah, it costs a little more. included in the cost of the home. Right. Interesting. But a lot of them you know, break down in such a way. A lot of them do come from Kia. Ike- yeah. Ikea. Huh. Anyway. If your kid is going into their junior or senior year this year, be aware. They could be hitting peak awkwardness. They're at that age. A new poll asked adults how old they were when they felt the most awkward. Middle school. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. For me, it was middle school, too. Yeah. The average answer was 17, but I felt like at 17, I was hitting my stride. I started feeling at 16 because I had my driver's license. And your full beard, and you were buying beer. I mean. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was middle school. Yeah. That's when acne was the worst, and just everything was just the hormones. And And everyone's different. There's a kid like Jeff with a beard, and then (laughs) there's a kid like me going, let's play. Legos. <laughs> <laughs> the bloomer. Little Tim Timmerman was very gentle. <laughs> What's going on? Very sweet. I bet. When, when, like, how awkward were you, Tim, in high school? In high school, not really that much. Middle no. school was an absolute Middle- bleep show. Yeah. Like, a lot of damage was done there. <laughs> Were other kids mean to you? Not really. No? Not really. You just, did you just feel kind of lost and confused all the time? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. No. And I was pudgy and awkward and, you Still know. wearing glasses? Oh, yes. <laughs> Tim had a traumatic experience in kindergarten with a teacher and the glasses just that started the foundation, yeah. <laughs> and then for years, Tim did not wear glasses, uh-huh. and now he's embracing them again. Sort of. I have to. Yeah, he has no choice at this point. Well, they look cool on him now. LASIK surgery lasted about 20 years. It was very good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Two-thirds of adults (laughs) said they still have moments when they feel just as awkward as they did back then. And it turns out we still worry about a lot of the same things. Like, they said, well, you know, what were you self-conscious about as a teen? Yeah. Uh, Versus now. And the top three things we worried about in high school were our weight, our hair, and our teeth. And those are still the top things we're yeah. self-conscious about today. Sure. I mean, that makes sense. Other okay. things we still worry about are height, posture, our voice, our glasses, and, yep, acne, too. Yeah. I uh, I got the hair thing under control. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but my parents, they were, you know, big fans of the nylon brush. Yeah. And man, when you have curly hair, that oh, is just like not good. Brushing out the fro. Yep. 
And uh, at some point, someone goes, why are you using that brush? And I'm like, I don't know. It's what we have at our house. Yeah. Cured everything. It, a miracle. That could have saved at least a couple years. Yeah, you got a good head of hair. You let it grow out, though, back then, right? Oh, like, yeah. Was it long? It was way it longer was, back I was then. finding myself. <laughs> well, you have to experiment. I'd have long things. hair now, uh, now if I could. Why Why can't you? Because I don't want to wait through the, the mid-range mm. time, the awkward part. Yeah. It wouldn't last too long. You got a lot of testosterone there. Your hair would grow quickly. We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> That's a double-edged sword, though. <laughs> I know. You can have too much, right? Yep. Jeff knows. <laughs> Damn teeth. Uh, someone get Kevin Bacon on the phone for this. And no excuses. A study found that we we all really do know someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows, someone who knows him. Right. It's called the six degrees of separation. Uh-huh. The six degrees of separation, in case you don't know, it is the claim that anyone on earth is no more than six handshakes away from anyone else. Right. Or or six social connections mm-hmm. away from anyone else. And a group of mathematicians just found that six really is the sweet spot. Isn't that funny? That's crazy. They found every new friend you add comes with an upside and a downside the upside is your social network expands but at some point adding new friends weakens your other connections and old friends start fading away in other words there's an equilibrium and they found the six degree pattern kept popping up Here's a quote from the study from the mathematicians. Quote, when we did the math, we discovered an amazing result. The process always ends with social paths centered around the number six. And they say it doesn't just apply to people, though. For example, it also works with viruses like COVID. Within six infection cycles, a virus can cross the globe. Hmm. So there's something magical about the number six. Is there that person in your life who is your Kevin Bacon? That is my Kevin Bacon. Like you have that one friend or somebody who knows somebody who who knows somebody. Everyone knows that person. I can connect it to that person. I you never. I don't know. I don't know. I had a conversation years ago when I was a teen. I had a conversation. I was interviewing a guy who worked on the radio for school Uh because I was so into radio. And the conversation drifted on topic where he started talking about, he didn't call it the six degrees of separation, but he called it handshakes. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, we, we talk about like what we do on the radio and connecting with our listeners, but the reality is we're all very connected. Think of how many handshakes you are away from the president. Well, we're, we're two because we could just, we used to work with Glenn Beck. Right. And Glenn Beck is pretty tight with Trump. Right. I mean, we could get, we're like... Yeah, so at the time, this guy said he was, uh, I think he said he was two handshakes away from the president. Uh And I said, well, how do you figure that? Well, he happened to know a congressman in in our district Uh who knew the president of the United States at the time. And so he says, so the fact that you know me, you are now three handshakes away from the president. I mean, we think about it. We are a lot of, there are a lot of prominent 
political figures that through Glenn Beck we could were two handshakes away from. Yeah, but we Isn't that crazy. But but if Glenn Beck disappeared off the face of the earth, we yeah. would still have like we, we know still people other, who have other avenues to get there. Sure, right. Wow, that's what's crazy. So think mm-hmm. about all of the people you know. You know, you might have a a cousin who's a who's an actor, or you might have a friend who knows a politician who might know the president. Politicians are probably the easiest to connect to. But, but it, I mean, it can apply to anyone. Yeah, I'm just trying to think how would we, how are we connected to Oprah? Oh, I know. A Guaranteed, guy. you probably know someone. I know a guy who that was Oprah. on Oprah. There you go. Boom. Would Oprah take his call? Maybe. I don't know. I think they, he, she was offering him his own talk show and it didn't, he refused. So maybe not. Oh. (laughs) So maybe not. Yeah. I, so I went to high school with a guy who owns an NBA team. Now I won't say which one it is, but. We were really good friends in high school, but having said that, he's never on social media, and he doesn't associate with anyone in our group, mm-hmm. which, hey, he's moved on. Sure. That's fine. But if I call him up, do I think he'd take my call? Probably not. Yeah. I'm going to talk to that goofball from high school. <laughs> I'm a billionaire now. That's funny. Hmm. Some people have personal hacks to help deal with jet lag, and most of them involve sleep patterns. But maybe it has more to do with what you eat. Researchers out of Northwestern University say that the quickest way to recalibrate your internal clock is to immediately sync up to the regular meal times in your new time zone. So I'll give you an example. If you just got off a long flight, but it's morning when you landed, which is often the case, like any time we travel to Europe, nine times out of ten, we end up arriving at like seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. after an overnight flight, mm-hmm. which maybe we got three or four hours to sleep on. So now we're dead tired and we just want to go to the hotel, check in and take a nap. Nope, mm-hmm. can't do that. Nope. We got to adjust. Better eat. So they're saying, get off that plane, go to breakfast. Done. You Enjoy do not, a big breakfast. You do not have to tell me twice to have French toast. Even if you've been on the go for almost a full day, researchers say jet lag isn't just about a disruption in your internal clock. Your body has multiple clocks, and jet lag happens when they have conflicting time cues. For example, the brain's clock is influenced by sunlight. But your other organs adjust their clocks during specific meal times that you're used to. Mm, mm-hmm. So basically, the idea is to trick your body into thinking that you weren't on a flight and that the current time in your new time zone is also your current time. There you go. Easier said than done, I know. I know. But- Coming back from California, I think I'm still recovering and it's been over a week. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. It's, I, I, it's harder going in that direction. Because falling, right. trying to fall asleep, you know, I'm wide awake at 11 o'clock midnight because it's only 8, 9 o'clock in California. Yeah. Uh, so, so Ingrid and Emma 
had a trip planned or went to Italy with their dad, but they went at separate times. Their dad was staying there for a number of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the girls could only go like one week at a time because of their conflicting schedules. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, that's fine. You know, you don't all have to be here at once. So, uh, so Emma went last week. And then as she was flying back, Ingrid was flying in and they literally met at the airport. Oh, that's funny. Like just by chance based on how their flights was. But she ended up landing at like, you know, six something in the morning, which meant Emma was getting up that early in the morning, Mm -hmm. which I felt I felt worse for Ingrid as she was coming in because here she is. She's arriving in Milan at what, six thirty, seven o'clock. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they got an itinerary. They got things to do. Right. So I hope she got some sleep Sleep on on the the plane. plane. Right. Yeah. But they did a selfie at the airport, and she looked cute. tired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cute, but she looked tired. But, yeah, somebody somebody did the research. And, you know, not constantly complaining about what time it is for you. Like, I'm fading. This is 2 a.m. My time is the worst you can do to yourself psychologically Yeah, in those situations. But I am with you because when you fly back, or fly west, I should say, like if you're flying to the west coast, it's like, hey, it's still early. Yeah. But you still fall asleep. Like you, you go to bed at a decent time because you're tired. You, sure. You were up yeah. a number of hours. But going yeah. the other direction, man, you're it's right. It's, it's tough to get used to. Yep. Okay, coming up next, do baby on board decals even do anything? <laughs> This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Now, more of the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. More of the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. All right, I know you've seen these around, or you might even have one on your car. Those baby on board decals. Sure. Do you think they have any impact whatsoever on the way people drive? Uh, do you think it slows people down and makes them more cautious? No. My I, first thought is... I doubt it. Because they were very popular for a long time in, what, the late 80s? It's been yeah, mid-1980s. Yeah. And then they sort of disappeared, and then I feel like I've seen them again the in the last couple of years. And my first thought was, wow, that is an old Honda. Because <laughs> I thought, you know, they just haven't taken sure. it down. It was old and faded. Funny. I don't Funny. know. I don't know. I mean, it's... I suppose it probably unconsciously does... Make you kind of go, oh, because aren't you, don't you usually, if you're driving through a parking lot and you see a stroller in the distance, even when it's far away and they're crossing, don't you slow down a little bit earlier than you would have if it was just a regular old adult just crossing the street by themselves? Yes, you should. I feel like, you should. You know, even like when you're pushing a cart through the gro- through Kroger and, and, you know, there's kids running through the aisles. I you turn around slow- and walk the other way. You get the hell out of there. That's right. But before you do, you slow down right. a little bit because they will. They're low, they'll dart right out in front of you. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think it, it probably unconsciously does. No, I make check us myself. Change our reaction. I, I don't know how much it actually changes, but I definitely check myself to make sure I'm not driving yeah. like a maniac. You, you might know, put you- your fo- phone down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get caught up. 
and you're not paying attention, muscle yeah. memory and all that. Sure. And I, I you know, for a split second, there's like, well, what am I? Uh, uh, yeah. Slowing down. Yeah. So maybe. Are they saying it does or doesn't? Is science it's weighed in? It's kind of split. A new poll asked 30,000 Americans if they think those baby on board decals, decals cause other people to drive more carefully. Uh, 48% of us say yes, at least sometimes. Mm-hmm. But another 40% think they rarely or never do any good. And 11% were noncommittal on that. Couldn't, mm-hmm. couldn't decide. Uh, but for what it's worth, a study a few years back suggested that they do have an effect. But a separate study found that <laughs> if you if you put one on and it obscures your view, they could actually cause accidents, too. You know, I can get distracted by the decals that have, like, the family members where there's a mom and dad and seven kids and 14 dogs and 12 uh-huh. cats. And because I, I find myself counting. I'm like, <laughs> how big? What is how many kids they got? <laughs> what yeah. about the the student driver stickers? Uh, yes, yeah. they asked the poll asked about the student driver decals and if they make us more patient with those drivers. And two thirds said yes. What about baby? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Okay. I was just thinking of all the stickers I see on the regular. What about Catholic radio? <laughs> see that one in my neighborhood a lot. Uh. <laughs> Coexist. Mm-hmm. What about the little dancing uh, Grateful Dead teddy bears? Oh, that's a good one. I do like them. I love looking I do at too. them. I don't want them on my car, but I like right. them on other people's cars. I agree. Cars. I like reading. You're entertained by it. I am. Yeah, I like learning a little bit about the guy be or person behind mm-hmm. the wheel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the cars where it looks like the stickers are the only thing that's holding it together. <laughs> you come those across one of those every once yeah. in a while. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> yeah. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Sometimes the first date seals your fate. It's the second date update with Jeff and Jen on Q102. When are we going on our second date? You said you'd call me. How long should I wait? It's Shane today who's looking for a second date update, and we're here to help him out. Hey, Shane. Hey, guys. Good morning. Morning. What's the story with Nikki? How'd you two meet? Let's start there. So, yeah, I met this great girl online, and uh, I took her to Ruby's downtown, and I thought I treated her really well. Actually, I know I did. I bought her a $300 bottle of wine. We ordered Wagyu steaks, like, so good. Had some sushi, and then, of course, we had to have the Ruby Vuitton for dessert. Mm-hmm. So, I know she can't complain about dinner. Yeah, that would be a difficult dinner to say anything yeah. so negative far, about. I'm still dreaming about it. How did you actually move after? <laughs> yeah. Rolled out That's past a lot the lion to the valet. So it wasn't just dinner. It was like dinner and a show with a whole, you know, Ruby Vuitton presentation that they do and all that. the Ruby Vuitton. Fancy. Yeah. All right. So that, that was a cool night out. Well done. Yeah. And I know I'm a good date and I present well. I was well dressed. I consider myself to be a pretty good conversationalist. I'm in sales after all, so it comes pretty naturally. So I, you know, talk about anything. I know she had to feel like I was paying attention to her because I was. 
And I honestly just can't think of anything that I could have done better at dinner. So it's just so, it's just so weird that I haven't heard back. And after dinner, we went, we still had a couple drinks. Then I called us an Uber Black because neither of us could have driven home. So, you know, I went to her house with her. I walked her to the door. I kissed her on the cheek. I didn't make any big moves or anything crazy. I was respectful, very, you know, gentlemanlike, just like my mom taught me when I was growing up. And I don't know. I'm just not used to this, honestly. Like, usually women are anxious to see me again. And I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm as interested in her as I am. That's why I called you guys. She's just a little more aloof than I'm used to. And even after the date, I sent her flowers. I sent her three dozen roses the next morning to her work. Damn, dude. Maybe it was just too much, this dude. This is a lot. over the top. Hell yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm like, how much dough have you put into this? Yeah. Great wow. intent, but maybe a little over the top up front. She might have been She might have been a little bit more of a simple girl and you overwhelmed her. Yeah. More of the Bob Evans type. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what woman doesn't like roses? So after Seriously. that, I called and texted a few times, but nothing. I haven't gotten any responses. And it's like the curiosity is just killing me. So I just am hoping that you guys could... Try something to get some answers. Is this your is this your mo? I mean, when you take a, a woman on a first date, do you go all out every time, or was there something about her in particular that made you want to really take it up a few notches? I mean, any woman that I'm into, I'll do this. But I felt like we hit it off right from the start, and like I wanted to treat her well. So generally, I do this to yeah, all women I'm interested in. Okay. Well, we can definitely call her. I just think it depends on the girl. If you were going to go on a date with Jen, the intel I would give you is two words, noodles and company. Noodles and company. But if you want to spend a bunch of money on me, we can certainly stop at James Free Jewelers or hit the Nordstrom <laughs> Shoe Department. There you go. You I know, mean, just think of all we the stuff you the could get. Yeah. Store. Between yeah. the roses and the yeah. you drop and that the That's where I'd rather you blow all your money on me. Well, I'm thinking, like, what is date two? Yeah. After this, like, full-on date one. Yeah, well, that's when standard. he super romances her. And there are rose petals all the way from the front door to the bedroom where all the candles are burning and all or that. Or they jet is set happening. to New York. That's right. He could get her on a private jet. And yeah. Could, and date yeah. three is two for seven at Arby's. You yes. got it. Because <laughs> once you get some, that's what happens sometimes. Yeah. They stop working so hard. Yeah, maybe we'll just lay low tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're just messing with you, Shane. Yeah, it could be playing. one of a thousand things. She could just be busy. We don't know. But we're going to call her up. Uh, obviously, you know how to have a good time. I certainly would have enjoyed that date. So let's take a break. When we come back, we'll call Nikki and we'll see what she really thought of you and her date with you. And if there's any hope of you two going out on a second date as Second Date Update continues next. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Sometimes the first date seals your fate. It's the second date update with Jeff and Jen on Q102. When are we going on our second date? So Shane and Nikki went on a date, and boy, he pulled out all the stops. He took her to Jeff Ruby's downtown, bought a $300 bottle of wine. You know, they got the that $75 Louis, uh, 
what do you call it? Ruby Vuitton. Ruby Vuitton. First cake thing where they come out and it's, you know, they got the dry ice and it's a, it's a big presentation. It's very cool and it's an amazing cake. And he made sure they got home safely, took her home in an Uber Black. I mean, you know, that guy's got a nice sense of style, which I appreciate. And if you can afford it, that's great. It might have been a little overwhelming for her, hard to say, but... Typically, at least according to Shane, he doesn't have any trouble getting women to call him back. So is there something else going on or some other suitor who's jet setting her off to Dubai for Mm. dinner? Hard to compete with that. But we're about to find out unless there's anything else you think is important that we need to know before we make the call, Shane. Uh, No, I think I told you guys pretty much everything. All right. Let's see what she says. Let's call her up. Hi, can we speak to Nikki, please? Yes, this is. It's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you this morning? Good. (laughs) You got a few minutes? Yeah. We got you on speakerphone. Hi, Jen. Hi, how are you? Shocked, a little shocked, I'd say. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks for picking up. We appreciate that. We got a phone call from your friend Shane this morning who was telling us about your fun date. And I got to tell you, that sounds like you guys had a blast. Wow, that guy. He is very impressed with himself. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, oh my God. Is it what we thought it was? We were wondering if you were a little (laughs) overwhelmed because it did sound like he pulled out all the stops for you. Oh my God, I was like internally rolling my eyes the whole night. He talked about his Tesla that was over $100,000 and his Rolex that he spent $40,000 on and his new condo downtown that he hired a decorator for and gave her a $150,000 budget for furniture. Like, I mean, there was a dollar amount given to every single story that he told. And I mean, like, listen, good for him. Like, he's obviously doing very well for himself. He's worked really hard and he likes spending it. That's cool. But like, come on, it was just obnoxious, you know, like. Was he trying to impress me? Like, I don't know. It was just weird. See, our theory was when he was describing the date, he didn't throw it. Well, he did throw out a dollar amount on the bottle the $300 of wine. dollar bottle of oh, wine. Oh, now that you mention it? Yeah. No, what was in our mind was like between that and the roses and everything else, we thought maybe it was just a little bit overwhelming and you're more of a... Simple girl. I hate to use the word simple, but... Low maintenance. Easy Low maintenance, yeah. right. I mean, listen, like every girl likes to be treated well and everything, but it was just like the monetary explanations of everything. I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way. And like, there's something really attractive about being humble. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've known I uh, one particular man I know comes to mind almost immediately that does this, that throws a dollar sign up against everything that he talks about. You know, whether it's something he's bought for his kids, uh, whether it's something to do with his house, always about his cars. It just, it, yeah. And it is, it's always kind of weird. It's kind of like, why are you, why are you doing that? (laughs) Yeah, that's a thing in Denmark. My mother-in-law is Danish. Mm -hmm. And she talks about how the culture there is very like, you don't brag, you don't show Mm -hmm. off. Yeah. The kind of showiness that Nikki is describing is just not culturally acceptable. Yeah, he should go to Denmark with all his money. Yeah. So why do you, why do you even realize that you're doing that when you're doing that? I mean, did you do you purposely point out how much 
your car cost and your watch cost and your decorator costs? Is it, or is this something you're just talking and it just, yeah, you don't think anything of it? First of all, I don't know why Nikki's complaining. Like, I took such good care of you. And if we dated, there'd be so much more of that. Like, I've never had a woman ever complain about how much money I had before. That's just crazy. Yeah, I think you totally missed her point. I'm not complaining about the amount of money you have. I'm talking about the way that you talk about it. Like I said, it's totally cool that you work hard and you're successful. Good for you. But I don't need to know how much you're spending. I don't need, like, it's just, it's tacky to me. This is all new. All I can say is this is all your loss. <laughs> That's wow. fine. You know, like, listen, I really appreciate the date and all the effort that you put in and the roses and the everything. It's just, yeah, I don't, not my vibe. Yeah. Was it so distracting that you didn't even really feel like you got to know him at all or really know much about yeah. him other than his financial situation? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, I know this other person who, like, has a connection with lots of celebrities and they always name drop. And it's like, as cool as it is that you know these people, like, I don't know. It's just there's something weird about it. It's constantly bring up people's names and it's like some, it's like a form of insecurity to me. And I just, I well, yeah, because it's very important to them that you know that they know right. these people. Well, now, when you're right. hanging out with all of your guy friends, when you're off on a, you know, fishing trip or a golf trip or just hanging out at the, at the cigar bar, are yeah. you, do all of your friends kind of talk about how much money they're spending here and there and, and, you know, what their cars are? Is this regular guy talk amongst you and your men friends? I mean, it, we just talk about our lives and like, I don't know. And the women we date and stuff we like do, it's just normal. I don't know. I do feel like guys who like to swing their d- around tend to attract other guys who like to swing their d- around, you know? Yeah. He will not have a hard time finding someone. So having said that, there's obviously no chance of a second date, correct? No, not for me. I'm insulted. I don't even want to go on a second date with Nikki. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, it was entertaining talking to you, Shane. For sure. For sure. And good luck out there. Oh, did he hang up? Probably. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Yeah, you were very kind and patient, and I thought yeah. very um, measured in your response. Agreed. I don't know. He seems pretty hurt, but he'll get over it. I think he will get over it. I think it. he'll be just fine. For and the I, right amount of money, he'll get over he'll it. Get, and, and he will find a woman out there that will, because this guy friend that I'm thinking about has a wife that just adores him and doesn't seem to mind one little bit. Oh, good. So, right, there you go. There you go. Oh, be he won't have there. any problem finding someone. He'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. See, a pretty good looking dude. Yeah, he's good looking. Yeah. Yeah. Dress is really nice. Yeah. So he said he presents well. He does. He's not lying. He does. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, and best of luck to you, although I don't think you're going to need it. Nope. Oh, thank you guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> good luck. Take it easy. Have a good one, guys. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Six letters. A, B, C, 
see. $1,000. It's the 1K letter of the day on Q102. Hey, Jamie. Hi, how are you? Good. Yeah, I was pretty good. I was telling these guys I almost got scammed this morning. Oh, I, that's not good. No. So I logged into my email and I had an email from Facebook that said that they received a request to reset my Facebook password, which I did not request. Mm-hmm. And, hmm. and it's got like a little password reset code. Uh, but it also says if you did not request this change, if you did not request a new password, let us know, which they had highlighted, which you could click a link. And I I looked at it, and I, I'm like, oh, God, this is a scam. Oh like, boy. it took me a minute to think about it, but it was so official looking. Right. And they called me by my name. Yes. And it even said Facebook on the thing, but then when I kind of ran my mouse over it and looked closer at the email address. It was mm-hmm. it was not actually Facebook. But they're getting trickier and trickier. They are. Yeah, you know how some of them like, you know, they have misspellings or they're weirded they're worded mm-hmm. weird or you know, they make mistakes. This thing, no flaws, no mistakes, had all the right logos in all the right places. Mm. Very convincing. Mm. But they're yeah. going around though. And that's how they get you. Yeah, yeah. Like what Jen was saying, she was getting Facebook messages saying that your account was yeah shut that down, my right? account was shut down and um yeah I would have to go through all of these hoops and I'm like looking at it and looking at it and because I mean that's like oh god you know I mean I have a business account for my kid and that's the one that they're saying is shut down and I'm like right and so don't people see that and sometimes they might panic and say oh gosh I don't want my well it'll say it's your your account has been deactivated please click here so then I go to other computers or other people's phones and I'm like hey see if you can pull up the page and when they can I'm like it's not deactivated yeah liar so anyway, people yeah. are shady and crazy, right? I'm just mentioning it because I don't know. I think I'm pretty tech pretty savvy, savvy, but and that almost got me. Right, <laughs> that's pretty good. Just giving you a heads up. That's all. Thanks, I appreciate the anyway, heads up. Yeah, everything good with you? Yeah, pretty good. Ready good. to win some money? I definitely am. Yeah, all right. Yeah, if you win the thousand dollars, we're going to need your bank account number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've won before, and you did not need my bank account number. Oh, there you go. All right. See, she's on us. Not going to get me on that one. She's pretty slick. Yeah, she's pretty smart. (laughs) All right. All right, let's see what letter you got today. Today, you have the letter. Oh, you have the letter I. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We're on a streak of some great letters. Not that I is impossible. You could do I. I, sure. Anything is possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've had a lot of winners with vowels. That's true. E and A, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What was yeah. the last, what was the letter you won on? Do you remember? S. Oh, yeah. That's. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> but, an easy one. <laughs> but you're above, you're an above average player, so you should do better than most. You're going to do well. Yeah, I is, I is pretty hard. Yeah. I'll, I'll do my best, but yeah. we'll see what we can come up with. Let's right. see what you come up with. All right. Let's see what right. we can do. 30 seconds on the clock. I will not start the timer until Jen finishes asking the first question. All right. With the letter I, name something you shove in a closet. Um, uh, pass. A zoo animal. Uh, I pass. Something you paint. Um, an igloo. Something spicy. Ice cream. 
A party theme. Uh, internet. A restaurant. Mm. Uh, pass. Something you boil. Um, pass. A car part. Pass. An actress. Uh, a Tina Menzel. Oh, Dina Menzel is great. That is great. <laughs> um, Something you shove in a closet. Ice skates. Ice skates. Oh, yeah. 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 Sue Animal, Iguana. Iguana, I thought of that, too. What'd you oh, say? Yeah. Rest, restaurant Izzy's. Izzy's. Yeah. That's what I thought. Something you boil. I a tough one. I was tough. Something you yeah. boil. Is there a noodle or is there a noodle that starts with an I? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Sometimes Bailey weighs in on Facebook. Let me see what she's doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Car part see. ignition. There you go. I know. Oh, I yes. I know. I, all I could think was engine. I'm like, no, right. that's an engine. Oh, ignition would have been Well, great. some people do say engine. <laughs> I could have done that. <laughs> That'll get you in the trouble engine. these days. <laughs> oh, careful. You could boil Idaho potatoes. Oh, there oh, you go. Nicely done. Nicely done. Oh, that would have done it. Or instant potato. In, well, do you boil those? No, they're instant, so. <laughs> instant cream of wheat. There you go. Yeah. Instant oatmeal. Yep. Something along Yep, yep. Lines. All right. Well, it was good talking to you yeah, as always. Was. You too. You did pretty you good. You guys have a great day. Right. You too. Look out for those scammers. I will. You do the same. Thanks, Talk to you later. All right. See you. Bye. See you. Bye. Yeah. So you've heard about those kids who accidentally order something by picking up their parents' phone yes. and button mashing? Oh, my God. My kid button mashing. Well, he <laughs> got in my phone and was playing a game and did all kinds of in-game purchases oh. once. <laughs> I think that I think it was like three or four hundred bucks before I got Wow. And that was a lot because the, those in-game purchases are just like a dollar or two dollars or five dollars at a time, you know? Oh so my he just God. kept but he was little when that happened. Well, this is more extreme than that. A father shared a video on TikTok showing how his five-year-old son ordered almost $1,000 worth of stuff oh, on Amazon <laughs> by simply asking you-know-who oh, no. to have the stuff added to his cart. Oh, God, that's funny. And most of it was toys. But God, that's smart. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to play the audio because I think it's hilarious. This is pretty good. Alexa, get me a monster truck. It jumps 23 inches off ground. Alexa, I... 45 kid spidey walkie talkies to my car. Alexa, add a little hot tub to my car. A hot tub? Wow. A hot tub. And a $500 one got ordered. Oh, God, that's funny. If I, they, hot tubs are that cheap? Well, it, it he, he, he said a little one. <laughs> so I don't know. It could have been worse because he was asking for multiple things like 112 water slides. <laughs> oh, God, that's hilarious. And potentially expensive stuff like a rocket ship that goes 5 trillion miles per hour and 5 trillion feet off the ground. God. So dad shared this. Parents, make sure you disable voice purchases <laughs> on your Alexa app so that doesn't happen to you. And it does sound like the dad got a refund because he said he regrets not keeping the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Lake Michigan. When was the last time you were at Lake Michigan? Lo Loyola Beach. Have you ever been Loyola Beach, Lake Michigan? Was that in Chicago? Yes. 
Not been to Lake Michigan and Chicago, at least in it. Usually we go up to like Traverse City area, sleeping bear sand dunes. But I've been in it. Well, there was a sign. There was a sign. It was a very official looking sign that randomly showed up at Loyola Beach along Lake Michigan, which says, Nude Beach past this sign. <laughs> but it was just a prank. <laughs> City officials reported the fake sign had it removed. Sounds like it was caught pretty quickly, so it wasn't up long enough to trick anyone into taking off their clothes. No word on who put the sign up. Maybe it was some high school kids who were hiding nearby with binoculars, or maybe it was a history buff. I don't know, because a city official says that in 1932, more than 90 years ago, someone did introduce a resolution at... A Chicago City Council meeting to create a nude beach in that same spot. It didn't happen. And it's unclear if the prankster knew that, but it's awfully coincidental. But the Fox affiliate there in Chicago, Fox 32, had a photo of the fake sign along with a newspaper clipping relating to the nude beach resolution back in 1932. The nude beach. Are there any nude beaches in, in the, the U.S.? States? I don't know. I don't think there are. If there were, it'd be where? California, probably? Let's ask our resident freak, Tim Timmerman. Are there any? <laughs> uh, according to Hotels.com, the 12 best nude beaches in the U.S. are Hallover Beach Park, Florida. Oh. Little Beach in Hawaii. Are, uh, they, are these Baker, private beaches, I would assume? Baker or, Beach in California. These public um, be Are they public beaches? Can just anyone go? What beach in California? Um, Baker Beach. Oh. It looks like it's in the San Francisco area. Gotcha. Gunnison Beach in New Jersey. Kanoa Beach in Hawaii. Collins Beach in Oregon. Oregon. Mashup Beach in Massachusetts. It's... Uh, Below the clay cliffs on Martha's Vineyard. Mm. Black's Beach in California near San Diego. Playa Linda Beach in Florida. Hippie Hollow, Texas near Austin. Uh, who knew? This keeps going. UFO Beach in Texas. There you go. That's for you, Jen. All righty. Pack up. Let's head out. So they are around. Who knew? Yeah, I thought he said Malibu Beach. I'm like, well, that's new. No, it's not Malibu. Although, speaking of Malibu, actor Gary Busey rear-ended a woman in Malibu last week and then fled the scene. Can't do that, Gary. Now, I don't know how wise this was, but she chased him down into a parking lot yeah. asking for his information. Yeah, this is her. This is this is her and him going back and forth. We wiped out. It doesn't. She's like, hey, 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 you hit me. I need your insurance information. We wiped out. It doesn't matter. That's not how this works. You hit my car. You have scuffs all over your car. Progressive insurance. I want the number. I want the information. No, no. Sir, you I'm hit private. my car. I'm private. It doesn't matter. You hit me. You hit my car. No, you rear-ended me. You can't hit someone and then leave. Yo, that's not okay. You hit my car. Sir. 
And that's him blasting the Beach Boys in his car. He, he backs out and takes off to the tune of the Beach Boys. Wouldn't it be nice? You don't get to just leave hitting someone. There he goes. Dude. You can't hit someone and then just leave. Is anyone shocked by this? No. No. Based on his behavior on... Uh, Oh, he's a little erratic. What was that show? Yeah, Apprentice. Apprentice. He's a little erratic and unpredictable. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not a hard guy to find. No, Gary Busey. No, <laughs> he's not. Uh, and why is she freaking out? You got his license plate, or uh, I would think you do. If you whipped out your phone and you're recording this, just get his license plate, turn it into the cops, and yeah. Let them handle it. Yeah. You, don't, you don't want to mess. <laughs> Just interacting with a guy like that. Right. Got to be frustrating. Yes. Oh, they're sure. demolishing that thing at UC. Uh, uh, yeah, you the call Crosley it? Tower. Yeah. And why? Because it's ugly. Uh-huh. You know, as someone that lives in Clifton, that overview, I, my from the top of the hill that we live on, we can see the whole like Clifton area. It's kind of a cool Part of the little Clifton skyline area, but it's it needs a lot of repairs, and they said it would actually cost less to just put a to rip it brand new building there, tear it it down than it would be to try to maintain it. It was built in the late sixties, I think it 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 was some sort of the world's first all cement building or some some, something like that. But it always shows up on architectural digest lists of the most ugly buildings in the United States. Yeah, that was when. But there was a time when we thought those looked cool. Yeah, I I don't know. I I like all the funky weird stuff up in UC's campus. I think it's part of that. But you know, do what you got to do. That's all right. And those windows aren't that big. No. Got yeah. dark Doesn't there. look like that building gets a lot of natural light. Got probably a lot of fluorescence in there. Right. But anytime I see a building like that, that doesn't have a lot of windows. Yeah. It just looks like a depressing place. Now, sometimes sometimes I realize they do it for security reasons. Like if it houses the FBI computer <laughs> servers <laughs> or no, even yeah. the even the FBI building in Kenwood is more stylish and visually appealing than that yeah. is for all the security surrounding that building. How, how old is it? How long ago was that building? I don't know, but within the past 10 years, I want to say, I remember when that building opened, they had the head of the FBI come to town. They had a big ribbon cutting ceremony. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, that thing is like, well, I wouldn't say it's like Fort Knox, but I mean, that's yeah. kind of hidden back, sort of set back, tucked away a little bit, but there's Quite a few fences and security checkpoints and, you know, all the things that yeah. come with a federal building like that. Right. Mm. Mm. So Europeans are kind of shocked that Americans don't put butter on sandwiches. That's just kind of weird. Well, I mean, obviously you need butter on like a grilled cheese when you grill it. Right. But you don't put butter on every sandwich you make, right? No. Growing up, my friend Joe, his mom, Mrs. Van Mark, she would put butter on all sandwiches. Didn't matter if it was peanut butter and jelly. Didn't matter if it was bologna. Was she from the old country? Like was she? <laughs> no. She first generation immigrant. No. But uh, I always thought it was a little bit odd. But whenever she, made, whenever we had sandwiches at Joe's house, they always were good. <laughs> yeah. If you want to pretend you're sophisticated, just slap a bunch of butter on your next sandwich. I guess it's very European. Hmm. It's this 
American woman in France who posted a TikTok telling people to try a ham and cheese on buttered bread. I'm making sandwiches for my boyfriend and I, and as I'm doing this, it occurred to me that French people do something very weird with sandwiches that I think you guys would find strange, so I wanted to share it with you. And what they do, it's like a classic sandwich, it's ham, cheese, and butter. Literally, just swab it on, no mayonnaise, no mustard, just butter. (laughs) And listen, I know you might be thinking that sounds gross, it's actually so good. Is it healthy? No, of course not. That's what we eat over here. Butter sandwiches with ham and cheese. And it's good, dude. It's good. Don't knock it till you try it, okay? Yeah, but now people in other countries are making fun of Americans for not knowing that that was a thing. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. I, no, I want mayonnaise. Mayonnaise and butter. I want both. Together. Butter's good on <laughs> Ew, everything. butter and mayonnaise together? No. So when you buy butter, do you get salted butter or unsalted butter? I believe I get unsalted. Yeah, Kristen only gets unsalted butter because she says, because she does so much cooking. Mm-hmm. Depends on what I'm using. I have both. She doesn't want it to throw the salt count off. Oh, yeah. I got, I've been buying the, 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 I don't know what you call it, like the Irish stuff. Yeah, oh, that good, like that's supposed to more, be the healthiest. More real yeah. stuff in it. Yeah. That is the way to go. It's more expensive, so I have a big old pot of that. Yeah. And then I got a bunch of the regular old sticks, unsalted. Mm. Yeah. Either pay for the the healthy food now or you pay for the health care that the unhealthy food causes Trying. later. Trying. <laughs> you pick. Okay, Beth says the nudie beach Yeah, at New Smyrna Beach. Smyrna. Uh, Can- Canaveral National Seashore, last boardwalk. Yuck, LOL. It's mostly 70-year-old men. Well, yeah. That's how it goes at most of the nudist resorts as well. Uh, Kevin sent us an email, too, and said, you used to be able to go nude at Caesar Creek. Oh, really? Which is the state park over in Waynesville. Huh. Used to. I don't know. I Like, even if I was at a nude beach, I just... Have you guys seen... I just don't feel like anybody wants to look at that. To see that? Yeah, nobody does. Have you seen on any of your social media, this pops up in my TikTok occasionally, that there's supposed to be some sort of medical uh, benefit from getting sunshine on your... um, Probably. ...downtown zone. I bet there is. And you're supposed to do it at the first light of the day, so like in the morning. Yeah. Well, they say a certain number of minutes in the sun without sunscreen is good for you, that your body is meant to get some of that. Get some of that. But I, I think it's like 20 minutes a day or something like that. Oh. When we were in Michigan, I got up early to walk the dogs, and I was walking along the beach as the sun was coming up, and mm-hmm. there was no one around. Yeah. And I thought for a, a second or two, maybe I, you know, sure, get some of that. But I didn't. Yeah. I would have loved it if you got caught. <laughs> That'd be great. That's exactly. There's like some some old person going to be out here watering yeah. the geraniums. And stuff. <laughs> that would have been great. Well, you know, it's his property. He can do what sure, he wants. Do what I he guess. Wants. Yeah. I mean, where does that line of responsibility? Well, just take really good care of that because you know that's your big money maker when you can get your OnlyFans page. Now well, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Is that safe though to expose a part of your body that doesn't normally get sun, and all of a sudden start exposing <laughs> well, it? Like, I, I don't want to have a Jimmy Buffett thing happen. To, 
Right, area. I know. God um, forbid, you know. Well, I know that. God rest way his soul. Ba- I know. Way back when I was, you know, young in college and right out of college, and I was doing the tanning bed thing. You know, you'd go in there and you'd go naked in the tanning bed, and your bare butt is, you know. Right. It would get it would come out bright red. Oh boy. Bright red. Yeah. So Different that would hurt because it wasn't used to it, right? It was fresh skin, fresh meat, never been in the sun before. Yeah, I I don't think that's good. Yeah. But don't need to worry about that happening anytime soon. Nope. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Q one oh two Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.